Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. It's Andy Stoyer here with Business Ninjas. I'm excited about introducing Scott Hammer to, uh, to you all. Uh, Scott, tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure, Andy, thanks for having me. Uh, it's, it's really great to be on here. Uh, my name is, is Scott Hammer, and I am the Director of Sales and Marketing and Partnerships uh, for Shriven, uh, which is a, a business software application. And uh, tell me, well, before we get started into some of these questions, what is the URL and the website for Striven? Sure, that's an easy one. It's striven.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-N.com. Great. And tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, everybody wants to know how uh, individual journeys of how you've come to uh, you know, evolve in your career and grow businesses. Um, tell me a little bit about how you got started and what you do now. Yeah, I, I would like to think that my path has been a unique one. Uh, people usually seem to react to me that way when I, when I say that. Um, it's a bit non-traditional in the sense that I started as a teacher. I taught high school English for about 12 years and uh, made my way from there into writing content. And kind of um, when I when I joined Striven, um, we Striven was still new, still early, hadn't really been on the market yet. So it, it was a product that was been it was mature enough in development, but uh, didn't exist yet. And, and I took a managerial position for marketing there, trying to figure out, you know, who is this product for? Um, who? How do we? How do we get it out there? You know, uh, how, how do we? How do we grow? All of that sort of thing. So. Uh, I think coming from a, a teacher's background um, that people often will say, well, wow, you know, that's a big transition from teaching to tech. And in some ways, yes, um, in terms of subject matter, but really in terms of what I do, which is uh, not just kind of managing people and managing assignments, but, you know, to be an effective teacher, you have to have a vision. You start in September and you're going to end in June or May. And how how are we going to take these students who are new and green and fresh and how are we going to get them to the end and 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 really make them successful? And, and I don't really see all that much difference between that and, and what I'm doing now. It's the same kind of skill set. Yeah, it's about the customer journey, right? And so uh, that, that I can see how that overlays and aligns really well with that. Um, Tell me about the product that you guys have built. What's what? What is it? How does it work? Uh, what niche are you servicing in the uh, in the market? Sure. So Shriven is an all-in-one business management software. Uh, there are other names for this type of software. Uh, some people would call it an ERP. Kind of depends on how much you know about the the history of those sorts of applications. Um, but we have been around for about uh, well in development for the better part of eight or nine years, and we've only been on the market for about you know, two and a half or, or three years. Uh, so what the product does is um, it takes kind of all of the core functions and operations that businesses need to run well and efficiently and smartly, and it puts them all together. And so um, it consists of you know, customer management, project or job management, 
full accounting and financials, um, inventory, builds if you're a manufacturer, any, any sort of thing like that. Uh, marketing, right? Sending segmented emails and being able to you know, service customers in different ways. So uh, our verticals, we have kind of three main verticals. Uh, we break them down into you know, field services and professional services. And then our third vertical is manufacturing. And there are a lot of different business types in between that. And, and the way we handle that, because you know, all of these verticals can be on their surface very different, we have product additions. And our product additions have different workflows, different you know, nomenclature between them. So if you are, you know, even if you drill down into field services, let's say I'm a business that manages, it's a, I'm a lawn care business. And another one, um, I service HVACs or I, I'm a hearth and fireplace business. A lot of the, the business processes are pretty similar between these different types. But when you really drill down into it, um, the way they approach things can be different and, and what they call the type of work they do will be different. So we're able to customize that in different product editions and push that out to, to the three kind of main verticals that we serve. And map to their workflows, it sounds like, so that you can create this kind of experience that that is flexible enough for them to be able to, uh, you know, operate efficiently. That's yeah. exactly right. And and one of the things that we found when working with you know types of businesses is that you know one workflow for one business is not the same as another for for in the within the same industry. And I think mm -hmm. sometimes you know other products that are you know just for that industry, uh, sometimes we'll make the assumption that, well, every business does it this way. To some extent, that's true, but to a lot, it, it's not. And, you know, each, each business is very individual and they've learned how to do what they do very well in different ways. And, and with different, you know, using the talent of different types of people and that affects your process. And so one of our goals is to be able to work with businesses to you know replicate what they want um, in some cases and in other cases provide them uh, better opportunities to to do something that they couldn't do as well before that's great and so what comes to mind when you mention that is is you're solving problems for companies and, and what what is the main problem that companies have when they come to you yeah, there are a couple, but I think the main one comes from growth. So I'm a business and I'm having some success and I'm I'm growing and that's great. But the issues that I'm facing is that I can't manage all of my information. You know, and usually it's because I'm using a lot of different software systems. And this is the way that people buy software in our, our current era. I'm looking at a problem, so I buy a software application or I'm you know, on a subscription plan to solve that problem. Right? For customers, I'm going to get this so I can manage them. For accounting, I'm going to get this. For projects, I'm going to get this. And that makes sense in the beginning. But now, you know, as I, I've reached a certain level of growth, I've got this information in all these different places. And it's being kind of gatekept by these software applications. And I can't see it very easily. I can't see how it flows. I don't have one thing tied to the other. And if I'm a business owner, I may have a very difficult time assessing things like profitability or um, just you know how, how one operation will affect another. And so 
people come to us and say, look, I, I not, it's not just that I have these different software applications. When I try to make them talk to each other, it doesn't work. And whose fault is that? It's, it's really unclear, you know, because you talk to those software vendors and they'll often say, well, you know, the problem might not be with us. It might be with the other end of the connection. And so it's, um, you know, it becomes this situation where the, 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 the cumulative effect is that I'm often confused about my performance and um, I don't have a good way to help my employees communicate, access information, right? I may have no audit trail on things that have been fixed. So if an error has been made somewhere along the line, let's say on a spreadsheet, I don't know who did that. And I don't know what the actual version is. You know, in, in, our, in our line of work, we, we like to call it, you know, uh, a single version of the truth, which is bizarre because it's really just the truth. Uh, there is no version of it, and and it's it's the right thing, and um and that's a huge problem we solve. And I think it's the core one. And some will come to us because they have different software products. Some will come to us because they have really no software products, and they're doing things on on you know either digitally on spreadsheets or you know they've got post-its and. And oh, well, yeah, my customer calls in and um, I write it down in a post-it, I stick it to my desktop and uh, there we go. And it's all, but of course, you know, when you get to a certain stage of growth, you, you simply can't do things like that anymore. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so many people are um, curious about the origin story of a company and, uh, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, right? So somewhere along the way, somebody in the company had this idea to solve this problem. How, how did you guys come up creating this product? It's a great question and it really happened over time. Uh, so we are, uh, our company is Miles Technologies and we are um, kind of full service business technology company. So we do IT, we do web and marketing services, we do custom software, and we've done that for a very long time. We're, we're just a little over 25 years old. And we um, originally built this product because, or started building it because we wanted to replace our current accounting software. Uh, we were making a transition from a desktop version to the cloud, as a lot of people have done in the past, you know, 15 years. And when we got to the cloud version, it, it just didn't work for us. We were in a stage of growth that we were past, you know, what it could do for us. And we just felt like it was a really different product than the desktop version. And so we, we said, look, we've got this custom software division. Why don't we try to build an accounting suite that we can use? And we did. Uh, and then we started to think, well, we have, you know, a lot of IT service techs. We send people out to businesses to you know, help build and maintain their infrastructure. Well, why don't we build a, a project and ticketing system? So we did. And then, you know, uh, multiply that out, right? And we're, we're building all of these different little pieces. But, um, and it's important that I stress this, is that they're pieces of a whole. Uh, these weren't um, kind of modules. People love to use that word, modules or applications. We never considered them as separate applications. We all, we considered them as kind of parts of a whole and extensions of something much bigger that worked pretty seamlessly together. So, so we did that and we started using it. And if you kind of flash forward to just a couple of years ago, um, our company at this point is using every aspect of this system to, to run our business. And um, we were the not only the early adopters, you know, we were the ones that had to stress test it because 
the more we get into it, the more it determines the you know the the uh, the greatness of our own business, right? If something's moving too slowly, well, that's not going to work for us. So we have to make it better. We have to make it better. And I mean, to this day, um, we're certainly not our only customer, but we're one of our best customers because we're on the front line of understanding um, how it can be great and how it can be better. Yeah, it's this concept that's, uh, that somebody coined the term dog fooding along the way. So eating your own dog food and learning from that and, and uh, optimizing the product along the way. It's a great way to develop a product and stress test it and, and get to know the product yourself as a user. Um, tell me a little bit about how you generate revenue. What's the, what's the business model? So we have a couple different ways of doing it. Um, the one is like a lot of other SaaS products out there, we have a monthly recurring revenue model. So, right, people pay us for subscription. We have a user-based subscription. So you're, you're, it depends on how many users you have. Um, our product is designed to work for any employee in, in a company. And usually the, the, from the, the people who have the most success with our product are ones who really follow that that model they have a lot of uh, uh, employees on the system and they're all using the same system they're all logging into the same thing even though their job function is is really different and they still have this kind of shared knowledge base so um there's there's that aspect of it and then we have um we, we do services like uh implementation and training so if you take the example i gave earlier if someone comes to us with a lot of different software applications, that means they have data all over the place. And sometimes that data is really good and clean and easy to transfer. Sometimes it's a little bit more uh, complicated than that because it's coming in different ways over the years and it needs to be restructured a little bit to, to really make sense. But we will help you know migrate your data um, and we will get everything customized for you. You know, like we talked about earlier, you, you, you get to tell us how you want things to work, right? What is your vision for how your company can work better on this? And we work to make it happen. And then um, we provide training services as well. So, um, you know, from our implementation team, our onboarding and, and customer success team, uh, we have, we generate revenue in that way. We also offer what's called a, a premium support, which is a bit of an extension of that. Um, it, it's our, our support is is fantastic. Um, it's uh, we support our own product and and we do it in house. Um, so the people who support the product are the ones who use it, who work on it, and their their knowledge of it is just incredible and extensive. Uh, but we offer a lot of ways to get free support um, from our website chat, which is a real person and and not a bot. Uh, to you know, um, submitting tickets, uh, emailing, really whatever's convenient for the customer. But our premium support goes a little bit of a step beyond that, where you get a dedicated account manager, as someone who knows your business inside out, and is um, is is even going to be even more uh, quickly responsive to you when you when you need something. Um, and then I say the the other model of revenue we have is that you know it's how it, I'm portraying something that is very much in house and to a, a lot of extent it is, but we also have um, partnerships. So we work with partners who are technology consultants, CPAs, um, business incubators, people like that um, who will you know refer uh, driven to their customers, their client base. Um, Sometimes they will also 
implement the, the product, you know, if they know it well enough and they have a team that can learn it, they'll say, look, yeah, we'll, we'll handle the whole thing. And um, we, they, we, you know, we take the subscription and then we kind of work out a, a negotiation between them. And uh, that, so all of those kind of come together and, and that's what makes up the revenue picture. That's great. It's really interesting to hear about the inner workings of, of the business and operationally how that, how that happens. Um, you know, everybody's always interested in how companies grow and what are some of the drivers of growth and have gotten uh, success over the years. Tell me a little bit about some of the drivers. What, what has helped you grow the business? It sounds like partnerships is, is one aspect of that. What are, what, what are the drivers of growth for you? Well, you know, it starts with marketing and it starts with, um, you know, being really smart about what, uh, what lead channels to pursue, you know, how do you get your name out there um, when we started with essentially nothing. So we had to build up a, a name recognition, which means, you know, we had to get the right leads, the right qualification. Uh, we had to sell them well, and then um, we had to make good on all of our promises. We had to support them because um, a product like this, of this size, of this scope, that can help a business as, as deeply as it can, um, it can take a while to, to see the type of value in it that, that you, know, you want to see. It's a, it's a process. You know, that customer journey can be very long. It's certainly not a pair of shoes, right? You don't just put them on. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. Um, these feel great, right? It, 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 takes, it takes a little bit of time. Um, so our marketing had to be right, identifying those channels, um, knowing what not to pursue, uh, there are a lot of trends and um, trends can be good, but sometimes, you know, the, the downside of a trend is that it can be a shiny object. So, you know, we leverage what we know about what works and then we always leave some room open to experiment. And some of those experiments have surprised us in, in how effective they were um, getting that stuff right. And then really for, for us, growth is about, um, creating happy customers and the people who use Striven who are happy are going to be not only our best source of marketing, but um, just the, 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 the best thing that we as a company can possibly ask for because we're fulfilling our mission. And that's what's going to help us grow. And we can throw advertisements at people, but if we can't follow through that full customer journey, then, then we're not going to get anywhere. And, and we've really been able to sustain growth and, and we've sustained you know, significant growth year after year uh, by, by doing exactly that and, and having alignment that follows the customer journey well so that the end result is um, success for the people who use the product. Yeah, it's this concept, what you're describing is this concept of the flywheel. So attracting new customers delivering and a great experience and surprise and delight through that process and then having them become champions and telling others and leaving positive reviews and, and that kind of a, a cycle and that begets more customers and that there's the flywheel. Um, tell me, let's double click on, on content marketing a little bit because, you know, it's, it's obviously near and dear to our hearts and, and, yeah. So many people are looking for ways to be able to utilize content marketing in a strategic way. How are some ways that you utilize content marketing in your marketing efforts? We do a lot and a lot of different touch points. You know, I think people people think content marketing and they probably end up thinking about blog and blog is good. 
um, blog can, can mm -hmm. really help attract the right people and educate those people on, you know, what, how to solve their problems, sometimes how to realize what their problems are. They, they don't always know what their problems are, but there are symptoms of those problems. And so, you know, you want to reach people at that stage where, you know, they're really looking to be educated and um, you have to have great content in the sense that um, it's it's informative, it's educational. Um, it's certainly not, you know, salesy or, or disingenuous in that way. Um, but uh, you, you give them the tools and you empower them to start to take the next steps. You know, if they if they trust what we have to say, uh, then in the best case scenarios, they're going to come and, and, and want to learn more about what it is we do because we're the subject matter experts in, in that in that regard. But content, you know, goes so much farther than that and so much deeper because it's about, you know, what messages you send to people along that journey. If I, um, if I come to the website and I like your blog and, oh, wow, you have this blog on accounting software and, um, oh, it turns out you have this really great, you know, white paper. Uh, we call them insights, uh, because that's what they are. Uh, you have yeah. this great insight guide on, um, you know, uh, growing to a new accounting platform and what are you going to need for that? Okay. Well now I'm going to, I'm going to download that and, and I'm going to read that because that's really important to me in my role. Okay. Well, what happens after that? You know, what, what is the messaging after that? How am I guiding somebody down that journey and in content is all a part of that. And so uh, we like to, you know, we love SEO um, we love trying to find um, those, you know, uh, the, those keywords and those topics by extension and um, those opportunities to educate people who we know have the kinds of problems that we're here to, to help them solve and help them work through. But um, ultimately, we don't want to just wow them with a single thing. We want to um, be able to nurture them right throughout the entire process. Yeah, that path to purchase is really interesting and, and how you utilize content along the way so that you can attract those visitors, continue to message to them and, and educate them along the way so that they get closer to the transaction and they understand why this is significant and, and important for their business. And then, uh, and then continue to deliver that so that they're able to uh, uh, raise their hand and say, I want, I want to learn more. I want to speak to somebody and maybe demo the product and, and ultimately purchase. So very interesting. And, and I think also it's part of, it's part of the journey, right? So the, the flip side of that is creating content in a vacuum, right? We could write a blog because we think it's the most interesting blog in the world. And maybe it is, but if we don't know what comes after that, and then what comes after that, and then what comes after that, then you know our great blog may not actually be as successful as we want it to be. And we sit around and ask, well, why is that? It was such a great topic. So many people ask about that mm -hmm. all the time. Well, it, it's great, but um, it's not the whole story. And similarly um, with with email, you know, we could email people with a lot of messages, but if we don't have the right kinds of content to grab them at that right stage in their journey, then you know, we're interrupting them in maybe not the right way and in a way that they don't totally love. So yeah, it's, it's all part of the, the, the content plan. And how do you do your research so that you know what is the right content to write? What tools do you use? Like, you know, maybe some insights into that. 
Yeah, I mean, well, we certainly can use marketing tools to look at, you know, keywords when, when we have topics in mind and, and we'll do that. I mean, you know, we, we're big believers in, in SEMrush and just looking at volume and looking at, okay, well, are we going to, how are we going to approach this subject from a, more of a, I suppose, a scientific aspect because we can write all day long, but if we're not kind of grabbing the right volume of people, then we need to understand search intent. Um, and we need mm -hmm. to understand how keywords kind of play into that. But, you know, how we choose topics to write uh, in the first place, when you back up from all of that stuff, really, it's about um, being experts in the industries that we serve. So, you know, what types of problems are businesses who come to us having? What's going on in their industry? You know, what are they what are they facing, you know, either economically or um, process wise or anything like that? Um, we we want to make sure that we have our finger on the pulse of what these businesses are actually dealing with, because otherwise it kind of feels like a little bit of a shot in the dark. You, you can look at other people and what other people are doing. And it's always a good idea to look at your competitors and and see what they do and see, you know, um, how they structured and, and done what they've done. But ultimately, uh, if you're going to be successful, then you should know what your customers want um, and, and what your prospects want and what, really what they need and what problems they're trying to solve. So we generate a lot of our ideas based on that. And we kind of break that out into, into industry. That's great. Well, this has been fantastic, Scott. Uh, it's always great to hear from a business ninja who is in the trenches, making it happen. Uh, any other things that you, you, you think that you'd like to cover? I mean, the only other thing I'd say, and this is a, a piece of advice for other SaaS companies, and it's been based on kind of our experience, is that um, customer support is so important. And being, uh, being a partner to your customers and making sure that when they have questions or when things aren't going well or or they're trying to solve a problem that you're there for them um you're you're not just providing them resources you don't just have a community board where they can look and see people who are frustrated with the same things that they are it, it's that they have a way to reach you and you have a way to respond um because that it's it's so human um i think it's what differentiates us from a lot of our competitors and just it's a, it's a big gap we see in the space and um, to be able to draw on our mission, which is really just to, to help people accomplish more, right? It's not to help businesses accomplish more. It's not to help, you know, automate every single process in the world. It's to help people. And if we can do that and we can do that well, then um, we're going to succeed by you know, helping the people we set out to help. And um, I think that's something that that I've learned along the way that, doesn't even necessarily relate directly to my role. It's tangentially related, but um, I just think it's so crucial for people to remember what's on the other end of their goal. Uh, it's a person, no matter what or who you think it is, it's a person. That's a great salient point to wrap up with. Thank you so much. Scott, thanks so much. This has been great. Really interesting talking with you and uh, you're a fantastic business ninja. It's great to, uh, great to hear from you, from you directly. Uh, well, thanks, Andy. This has been a great conversation. I love talking to you. Wonderful. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io 
W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E dot I-O and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.